Jim. Hi, Ryan. How are you? I'm good. I had a shit day yesterday and I was in a bad mood and I hated everyone. And today I was like, I don't even care. And it was all because I was getting my period. Classic. (laughs) Or mostly. And I did yoga last night about your hip. Is it? It's about, it looks like it's about to rain here. It looks sunny and beautiful here. But anyway, yoga for your hip. Yeah, because apparently, and uh, Nuni told me this, you store trauma in your hips. And oh, dear. I, I was doing yoga for anterior pelvic tilt because I think that's why my hip hurts so much when I run. I'm trying to, you know, fix it and get back in the game. And then the next video was just like yoga for your hip trauma. So I just like left it going and I did it. And the whole time they were like kind of trying to get you to cry. And I like couldn't even, oh. even though I was like so frustrated and like having my period and just like, I kind of wanted to cry, but like, it, I was just so annoyed that like the tears wouldn't come, you know, I wasn't in that state, but, but then what was I watching this morning and started cheering up about like a band that I like, like they've come so far. Oh, five sauce. Um, but anyway, what you were saying something before I turned on the record, you said, I'm going to be on your phone. Just, I no, you sent me that video of six you sent to us, um, yeah. six the musical, and now I just watch it. So I'm like, welcome to the show. It's the hiss. And also the lettering of six is very Vanderpump rules. Oh, okay. That's probably where they got it from. Also, I just love it. Now, like the last week ever of the Late Late Show with James Corden and his musical <laughs> guest is six. The musical, like no no shade, but it just seems no like shade. weird. And they were great. And it was our girls that we saw. I literally yeah. watched it once. I was brushing my teeth and then immediately started it over again. I was just like, run it back. I just watched right before we jumped on. So after this, I'm going to go on Spotify and welcome yeah. to the show. And it's then the I was just watching mix. the Jonas Brothers on SNL again, do Waffle House. So I have that in my head now. Um, do you ever like, what is your caffeine intake on a normal work day? I'm curious. One to two cups of coffee. But like, do you wake up, have coffee, do you eat first? Like, what is your routine with that? Um, well, I know well, you have depends. a, a, a bibby. I have a bibby. It all depends on the weather, truly, and where she's going on what day. Like today, okay. it was a little nice out, a little cold, a little chilly, but we went for a walk and we walked to Duncan. And Lovely. I usually don't get Duncan because I feel like it like very fills me up. It doesn't make me feel great. But today I was like, I kind of want it. So mm-hmm. we got Duncan and then I what came is, back. What is your order? Like a nice um, coffee or hot coffee? What do you got? Well, it was a little cool today, so I got a hot small also, milk sugar Also, stop flavor. everything. Stop the presses. You introduced the Dunkachino into my life, and now it like doesn't exist anymore. No, how do you feel about it. this? I feel devastated. So when you go and ask for a Dunca- medium Dunkachino with a little bit of pumpkin, which is what you'd usually ask for, do they just say like laugh in your face? Well, after a while, because my husband goes to Dunkin' Donuts every single day and is their number one customer. Does they he were, have like, the app? Him. Oh, I yeah. He, he gets his free app. rewards. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He pays. He gets a free something like that. And you like, can get day. Shell uh, points, you guys, for gas now. Well, whatever. We don't use Shell, but whatever. Okay. Um, But um, yeah, he would go like once it first started being phased out and they're like, we're not having it anymore. Like, you're done. I like, remember one time I was. Else. I think I was driving when I went to Burlington and I stopped at a Dunks and I said, can I have a Dunkachino? And they said, oh, we, we can we can mix hot coffee and hot chocolate. And I was like, yeah. And they did. And they gave me that. Yeah, so that's basically what do it is. That? Yeah. I don't know. All right. So you had a coffee today, a hot coffee. So I will either have a hot coffee or an iced coffee if my husband goes to get it for me or we go walk to Dunkin and then I will have a breakfast when... My husband and my child leave because he drops them off at drops her off at grandparents at daycare <laughs> and at daycare, and then I will have cereal or oatmeal or fruit or something. Yeah. Um. 
Yeah. Or so can you I have will, coffee will, on an empty stomach? Yeah. I mean, well, it's fun. Well, I feed her. When I have just, tea like, on an empty stomach, I throw up. But that's me. It's yeah. like I Google it one time. It's like a tannins thing. But I don't know. I don't drink coffee. So tannins? Yes. I don't know if coffee has the same effect on people. Well, I feed her right away. So I just like grab a handful of Cheerios if I'm feeding her. Or like I cut up strawberries. I have some strawberries. So I have a little yeah. bit of something always before I have coffee. What about you? What is your... <laughs> Well, you're tea person. Like, that's what I was thinking because I'm on my second cup of tea and I was, and it's such a good day for tea because yeah, just got a little chilly. I closed the windows. I had the back door open and it's nice and cozy. And I was like, I know you drink coffee, but sometimes you have tea every once in a while. So that's what I was wondering. I was like, does Jill ever drink tea like during the work day? Like, do you ever need like a, an afternoon coffee to like stay up, you know? I try not to because I don't have the nicest stomach. So sometimes coffee yeah. doesn't really assist me. So I try not to, I do it in the morning and then get it out of the way, you know? And then do you put like almond milk in it? Yeah. Again, because for your belly. Yeah. My, it's so bad. I've been like, I really need to stop drinking like Coke Zero and Sprite Zero, but I truly, it fills me so much joy and it makes me like, you know what, at night when you're watching TV and you might want like a glass of wine or a beer or a cocktail. Yeah. I don't do that. I have like a Sprite Zero or a Gatorade Zero instead. That's good. So it's good in that sense, like for weight gain. I'm like, all right, I'm not drinking alcohol with all the calories, like da, 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 I'm drinking Sprite Zero. But then like on a, like, so today I had a cup of tea with my breakfast at like 10. Then I had another one at like 1130, just black Earl Grey tea with two stevias. Apparently stevias are going to kill me too. And then now I'll probably have lunch after this. And either with it, I'll have an iced tea or a Coke Zero. Then I'll probably have another Coke Zero. And then I might have two Sprite Zeros later. So usually during a day I have like two or three teas. The, the queen of Coke, beverages. Two Coke Zeros. As two Sprite Zeros and maybe a Gatorade Zero with at bed as my nightcap. Although last night I did an apple juice. So it's probably not good, but like whatever. I've been eating like yeah. shit since I was born and I'm fine. Well, not fine. I I'm usually sick all the time. <laughs> am a water and Gatorade girl, but I, when I was pregnant, I was like really into Coke. I had like Coke every day and I sadly have cocaine. carried that over into, yes, cocaine. Yeah. I've sadly carried that over into my postpartum life having. Coke ants, but I have the mini ones, so that's okay. I don't know why you don't do Coke Zero. It tastes so good. No, it doesn't. It does to me. And you get used to it. Now I'm like, and if I go to a restaurant and I say, Hi, do you have Coke Zero? And they say, No, we have Diet Coke. It is not the same thing. Diet Coke still tastes disgusting to me. Sorry, all the Diet Coke fans out there. And I don't want your Diet Coke. I want a Coke Zero. Or yeah. Work. And then I know there was like, oh, we have Diet Coke. I'm like, no, I'll just have regular Coke then. And then they look surprised. And sometimes they still bring me a Diet Coke. And I'm like, they're not the same thing the fuck out of my face all right so there we have it our yeah i'm sure intake. everyone wanted to know mm -hmm. about yeah what we drink during the work day but i you know it's, it was on my mind this morning oh also i wanted to send some shout outs since our last pod shout out to little baby james little baby james he might have been born before the last one but i don't remember yes her. yeah but yes we, i was like that was more than a week ago i know but i was thinking about him this morning so giving that little freshie a shout out and a big shout out to our friend dana and soon to be born child yes today with her our thoughts are with her and her you know perineum and you know <laughs> anything else <laughs> that might happen today uh, oh okay that's all the baby shout outs for now yeah um, okay, why don't you go first and talk about the coronation? Um, so explain what a coronation is to people who don't know. 
King Charles III is technically not King Charles III yet because he has to be coronated, which is a very big ceremony. Coronated? Is that a verb? I don't know. Um, it's a very Juliet big ceremony. Juliet Lindman calls him Casey Three on her podcast. I know you're going to say that. I do like that. Casey Three. Casey Three is going to have a coronation the first weekend in May, so he can be officially designated head of the Church of England and also the head of the monarchy in England. And everyone's saying it's really stupid. It's 2023. We should not have a coronation. This is insane. We should not spend this money. I'm going to watch it. I'm into it. I don't care. Is it like a whole? Money. Is it a whole day affair? Yeah, it's is a whole it day multiple affair. Like days. Have a, I mean, I'm sure there are other things, but like ceremonies. Only- yeah, but the only the coronation day is like what we'll get to see and know about really. And they're gonna have a concert after Katy Perry and Lionel Richie are gonna perform American Idol. Like that's so weird. Anyway, Not Katy so Perry. The, the drama really. I mean, there's drama with everything coming from that. This is an pause. Why do we let Luke Bryan still host American Idol when he brings up Ron DeSantis on stage in his shows in Florida? Continue. I mean, Fox doesn't care. <laughs> is is Fox American Idol still on Fox? Yeah. Um. So, yeah, so the coronation is stupid and insane, but whatever. So what I want to talk about is Harry and Meghan were invited. Harry and Meghan are no longer part of the monarchy. They gave Have up you heard their, of them? Does everyone know up, Harry and Meghan? They gave up their roles. They still have their titles. Their children still have their titles, but they gave up their roles as senior royals working for the family. They live in California. Not been great relationship with their family because they've talked a whole bunch of crap on Netflix, on Oprah, in, in his, his book. book. Yeah. Yada, yada, yada. So they were invited. So it was announced that Harry is coming, going to the coronation, but Meghan is not. The excuse or the reason they're giving for Meghan is it is the same day as their son Archie's birthday. So is it always on like a Saturday? No, no, no. It's it's. I'm not saying like Casey three did that on purpose, but he could have chosen a day that wasn't that kid's birthday. I also don't think it's like I'm sure he's consulted, but it's not really in his yeah okay mind like. But it, it depends on like when the monarch four died and like availability. And don't they have to like and... close the streets and stuff? It's a bank holiday, so they have yeah. to like figure out what else is going on in the country at that right, time right, right. and yada yada. So, um, so Megan's not going. Harry's going. Fine. My question is, do you think they approached Harry and Megan and said, hmm, maybe best for Megan to stay home? Do you think well, this was the crowd's why? idea? Why? Because they don't want her drama. Or the drama that surrounds her or them like reflecting poorly on the day. I guess I think now they're such a unit that it doesn't matter. If you have one of them, what does it matter? Just have both of them. But you can't really not invite Harry because Harry is the monarch's son. I mean, you could do whatever the fuck you want if you're King Charles. Like when's the last time you talked to Harry? I don't know. Probably not. But whatever. I think it's a good idea. But I also read that whole book. Spare? I haven't read it yet. Oh, okay. Sorry. Caitlin did. Caitlin got it for me, but I haven't read it. Or mom got it for me. I forget. She read it, I think. Caitlin also. Yeah. Um, So I think this was the crown saying, that's not for her to show up. I feel like the crown that was anti-Megan was the queen, and she's dead now. No, that's not it at all. Queen was yay, Megan. Yeah. The queen don't care. She was on her way out. Yeah, that's what you. But anyway, so just I have I'm happy for Megan for not going. Like this, you don't need to be a part of this. And Kate Middleton probably hates her, so they doesn't want to see her. But that's true. I just want to know if Kate and Will were like, mm, best for Megan to stay home. We're not going to invite her. I was Harry. Then I'd be like, well, I'm not coming either. Then if y'all don't like my wife and respect my wife, keep my wife's name out your fucking mouths. I'd be <laughs> like, I'm not coming. Like, 
You know, he's shown that he can stand up on some things and, you know. Yeah, he does stand up on those things because. Unless he's like, oh, I'll truly regret like not going to my father's coronation. I think that's what it is. I think that's what it is. And maybe he hopes this will be like a a bridge building thing. Yeah. Although, yeah, what Will's going to be like, read your book. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, what are they going to talk about? Don't feel great how you spoke about me in it. Remember how you tried to blame dressing up as a Nazi on me and Kate? You fucking idiot. Like, no. Well, we will watch with bated breaths in two weeks. You will. I will be sleeping. <laughs> I will surely yeah. not be waking up early on a Saturday or a Sunday to watch this shit. And it will be early because it's their time. So I'll maybe wake up at nine to go watch a certain nephew play soccer, but I will not wake up early to watch these friggin', you know, the Royals, British people. <laughs> yeah. Another ding for you. Yeah, exactly. All okay, right. So you want to talk about. RuPaul's Drag Race? I do. So I made it through my whole first season of RuPaul's Drag Race, season 15, and I loved it. I loved every minute of it. I had a great time. I even watched some of the, like, extra content. Like, on YouTube, they'd have, like, an after show the day after where, like, former contestants would talk about the episode. And then Michelle Visage, who I don't like, does this thing, like, when whomever the queen that got voted off that week, she interviews them and talks about, like, their fashion from the show and like some outfits that they maybe planned on wearing in the competition, but couldn't because they got eliminated early because they're every week there's a theme on the runway. Like one week was okay. night of a thousand Beyonce's. So you mm. take that and you interpret it as what you will, but you have to buy all those outfits or design them or whatever before the show. And then you bring them when you're there. So if you're eliminated first, you have like 14 more outfits that you didn't get to wear for these themes. And you just kind of like potentially wasted all that money and you bring them all. But now they post them all on Instagram, like those queens. And it's like, you know, they still get like use out of them. But yeah, so it's kind of wild. But anyway, I just want to say I loved it. And then I the other night I was like, well, what do I watch? Because I finished Ginny in Georgia. And I was like, I I started season one of RuPaul's Drag Race, which was on in like 2009, I think. And the audio and video quality is so bad. Like yeah. it look, it looks like well, because it was VH1, so it looks like a sur- old surreal life episode or like you know. What is um, Drag Race on now? MTV still VH1. Oh, okay. But it same, might go. Same. I think they it like jumps back and forth between you know because they're all by come now. But season one, the guest judges are like Rue Santino Rice, lighten up, it's just fashion. Um, <laughs> some author lady, I I didn't know. But they have in the first episode their first ever guest judge, and it's Bob Mackie. And then at mm. the season 15 reunion, Rue gave the first ever like Drag Race Lifetime Achievement Award and gave it to Bob Mackie. And they had this whole like nice package on him, and he was oh, there nice. and he came out and got it. What is your relationship like with Bob Mackie? Like, how do you feel about Share. him? Share. Share. That's what they, for I, I didn't know he was still alive. <laughs> Sorry. And God bless him. I didn't know like, you know, he was married and came to Hollywood and then he ended up being with like his partner who was a man who I would think worked with him on some of the designs. Like, and now they've been together, I think like forever. And obviously like he's designed, yeah, for Cher, for Beyonce, for all these like big name divas. But then like, I guess still doing some designing now. But then I wonder like if you're like the Met Gal is coming up in two weeks and if I'm like Zendaya, am I like, can I get a Bob Mackie? Like, are people still asking for his designs, you know? Um, I'm sure they made he... it seem in the package like, yeah, he's still doing and they showed some clips or pictures of like current things he's designed and for and it was still like he's still designing for divas today, you know, Yeah, I'm sure Um, if like the theme was a nostalgia thing or something he was big in, of course, he's good answer. I'm sure he yeah. does 
you know, designed for celebs and they wear them like, oh, this is Bob Mackie or it's very into where like, oh, this is a Bob Mackie from 1950 something. Well, yeah, he yeah, did the Marilyn birthday dress that Kim then wore or whatever. Yes, yes. They yes. talked about that. Um, yeah. So I, yeah, there was a couple of years ago, he, there was a book about him or a documentary or something. And I remember a lot of interviews going on about him. I think it I, was maybe a documentary or like a PBS thing or something, but that's the thing. I feel like he was so, he's so like beloved. And I feel like I never really hear about him anymore that he is so beloved. It was just like, I was just like, Oh, Bob Mackey. And like Rue obviously is like very emotional, um, towards him and like sure. a big fan of his and, you know, he's designed stuff for, for Paul. So I don't know. I just thought that was like, interesting and i'm sure mom is like if she's listening has a lot of thoughts but i just like feel like i yeah. knew nothing about him well i'm know. happy if millennials or the younger generation are now getting into bob mackie and learning about him and his yeah i mean i knew his name career. and i knew like some of the dresses they showed i knew like there's this one beyonce dress that one of the queens wore on the night of thousand beyonce's as like an homage to it and i knew like that was a bob mackie design and um stuff like that but oh, this is dog um I would bet most of our friends do not know who Bob Mackie is. Yeah, you've maybe heard the name. Yeah. Um, Also, they filmed the finale in L.A. And then, um, but they film it like a week before the episode. And they film both queens winning. So they don't know who actually wins until like a week later when they watch it live. And they cut to the, which is like. That sucks for them. Like in the moment, you have to act like you won and you don't know if you did, which is like stupid. But anyway, in the audience is so funny. It was like Car- Cara Delevingne um, mm-hmm. and then like a bunch of like makeup YouTubers I've followed over the years, some of whom are assholes and some of whom are very nice, like Patrick Starr, <laughs> who I love. And um, and I forget, there were a couple other like recognizable faces in the audience. It was just so funny. It's like this has become such a thing. And I was, I was it has, yeah. my friend Ryan about it. And I was like, Oh, James Charles and Cardi Levine. He's like, I did a jump scare for both of those. And then <laughs> I was like, if I was rich and famous though, and if I was going to be in LA like that night, I bet the night before I'd be like assistant, see if we can get to go to the drag race finale and, you know, figure out seats. And I was like, I bet, yeah. I'm sure a lot of those like YouTubers get invited, but like, I'm sure a lot of people do that if they're fans and they're like there. So that was just funny. But yeah, I might go back in the summer and have a whole, you know, watch the whole show. But I'm definitely going to watch going forward. Um, and I had a lovely time this year with RuPaul's Drag Race. And my favorite queen came in second place, Anitra. And um, very well deserved. And I just love her so much. This yeah. can go down a very long rabbit hole. But sure. is it uh, the vernacular? Is it she or some of them? I'm sure some are they but there's no he pronoun. So during the show, when they are talking about each other and the Queens and when like Rue and Michelle, they usually use feminine pronouns. So they'll be like, Oh, she stole my look or she stole my lipstick, you know, girl, what are you doing? Or it'll be like, Oh, this queen. And they refer to each other in their drag name. So like, obviously um, like this one contestant, her drag name is Lucy LaDuca. So they'd be like, Lucy, come over here, you know? And like, um, like they never really say their actual first name, like names. Yeah. And some of them, you know, obviously might even go by like that's a, say that's a nickname of right. theirs. And they like the winner, actually, Sasha Colby is a trans woman and she's very known in drag and has been doing it for years. And I believe now her, you know, name is Sasha Colby, but that's yeah. also her drag performance name. So everyone would just be like, oh, Sasha or some of them yeah. called her like auntie because she was a little bit older. So they would like go to her for advice and stuff. But yeah, I'm like awesome. during the show, they use just like feminine pronouns, but for, 
Peru they do sometimes and they don't. And I know sometimes when people talk, I think RuPaul uses male pronouns. And like when people talk about him, they say him. And, you know, I think that's how he chooses to identify. Um, Mm -hmm. But I kind of like in the show, there's not a huge emphasis on it. It's kind of just like, we're chatting about the girls, you know, and it's, it's, it's not really like, obviously Sasha has talked a little bit about being trans and like why winning was important to her as a trans woman. And her like winning speech was like, we're not going anywhere. So like, leave us the fuck alone. Oh my God. I cried like five seconds into the finale because it started with all the Queens who'd been eliminated coming out and they all have like a look and like, they get like a moment on the runway. And this one queen aura, Mayari, who I like, she had like a giant fan and it said drag is not a crime. And I just started like, crying, you know, and then like Rue came out and said that. And then they had like a QR code throughout for like the ACLU drag defense fund. And it, it, it's like, you know, I don't know, again, this is my first finale. So I don't know if it's typically like there's a political component to it, but obviously in the zeitgeist right now, you know, drag queens being like attacked and it was nice that they were using, you know, obviously the platform, but it, it made me very emotional. Um, and yeah, I, I love RuPaul's Drag Race, unsurprisingly. <laughs> and yeah. I sometimes I just need to get in things my own time. Sometimes people are like, watch this, watch this, like watch Succession, do this. I don't know why. I'm res- I'm like, I, I need to get there my own time. I don't know why. And you need a way in. Oh, yeah. Like my way in, which I said was Sugar and Spice from TikTok were on the season. I was like, oh, I like them. I know them. I'm going to watch. And here we are. Yeah. All right. Last man standing, Tim Allen. Question mark. So. This I've just been thinking about this. So there is a television channel called The Up Network, and it's like a Christian channel. And the only reason I know it exists because it shows Gilmore Girls during the day. So if I'm just like flipping through the channels and I'm like do, like folding laundry or just like sitting with the baby, I'm like, yep, throw on an old Gilmore Girls episode, blah, blah, blah. So they have commercials for this Tim Allen show, Last Man Standing. It's on yes. Fox. I'm like, is oh, it still you know, on? Here, listen. Blake Anderson so like, oh. loves Last Man Standing. <laughs> I don't remember the show. I don't really know much about it. Like, whatever. So I Googled it. Guess how long it's been on, Ryan? It's currently still on. I'm going to say since 2012. 2011. Yeah. 194 episodes. Vindication. Oh, it may be over because it said 2021. But for 10 years, this show was on. I know nothing about it. I know Tim Allen, obviously, but I'm like, this show. You never heard that he was on a show called Last Man Standing, though? No, and like, and it must have been people watch it if it was on for ten years. Yeah, those I would assume it was on um, CBS because there's like sneaky CBS shows that are on for like ever that people love, and I'm like, what? But no, this show has been on for ten years. On, do you know who plays his wife on Fox? Yeah, You're cutting out a little bit. Um, on I don't. Fox. I don't know who plays the wife. Give me a hint. Carmen Stepmom. Oh, oh yeah, the the southern woman from yeah, sister to the traveling pants one. Yeah, who also has been on it for the all hundred ninety four episodes? Go and get Hector that paycheck, Elizondo. girl. Oh, okay. Who was on oh, it for Hector 100- Elizondo of Joe of Gary Marshall fame? <laughs> yes. Okay. Who was on it for one hundred and forty two episodes for ten years? Caitlin Deaver. Oh fuck! From yeah. Booksmart. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. What what is this show that people have J- Jay Leno was on the, the Workaholics podcast? They've talked about it. Like this is insane that this show was just quietly on TV for ten years, and I've not heard one single human being that I interact with daily or that listen to it a podcast like talk about. It, but because I think that they you like 
it there is like a, a mini conservative slant to it like blake from workaholics is like he remember he's like i watched season one and i remember there was a joke like thanks obama and everyone like died laughing the log line on IMDb is comedy. A married father of three tries to maintain his manliness in a world increasingly dominated by women. Oh, so it's a Mike story. <laughs> but not to maintain his manliness. No, but, but like my father is... grew up in a house with four women. Yeah. Oh my God. This is so weird. I mean, get that paper checked, Tim. I don't know. Do you like I Tim just, Allen? I... I have no, um, didn't someone just say something bad about him lately? I hate to yeah, do this. Yeah, I think say so. Like, That's why I'm like asking you yeah. and I can't remember what it was. That's why I was like, is I he a good guy? I don't think I really have an opinion on him. He's just Tim also, Allen. Also, sorry crazy. to our friends. I find the Santa Claus and the Santa Claus trilogy or have so overrated. Like, I don't give a fuck to watch the Santa Claus around Christmas time or any time of the year. Bernard has a funny uh, hat and hair. That's it. I have a dick on my face, don't I? That's Bernard, right? Our friend? <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. But yeah, it was anyway, like, I don't I care. just was flabbergasted. The people on the show, the amount of episodes it's had, that's all. You're really cutting in and out, and I can't tell if it's my internet or yours. So talk to me about jury. You're really cutting out. Um, oh, Pamela Anderson alleges Tim Allen flashed his penis at her when she was on home improvement. That's what it was. Flash his penis at her. I bet he has a small penis. Like a little Why tiny. I'm not here to comment on penis. it. Okay. Ginny, okay. uh, jury duty, apologies. Jury duty. Okay. So you told me about jury duty a while ago because, you know, I love James Marsden and he is in it. Um, but basically, if you are unaware, the conceit of the show is it's on Freevee, the Amazon free app, because they need a free app along with Prime, apparently. But if you have Prime, you can watch it there. Um, so basically, it's a show about a, a jury of peers, um, 11 of whom are actors, one of whom is James Marsden. And then one is just this random guy, Ronald, who does not know that this is fake, that this is like a scripted court case, uh, civil case. And, and that he thinks he's on a reality show. He thinks it's a documentary about our judicial system that these people are filming for who knows, like PBS or something. And he agreed to that. Um and, you know, he didn't even know at first, are you okay? You just like jumped. He didn't even know at first if he was going to get picked for the jury or anything. Um, you know, it was just like, if you do, you'll be part of this documentary. Do you sign to do that? And I guess he said yes, which I don't understand the legality of all that, but whatever. But yeah, so I started watching it and everyone's like, not everyone, like the internet is raving about it and saying it's so funny. And the episodes are really- The legality short. of is it's probably went through the whole run and they were like, okay, this is the truth. Do we have your consent to put this on television? Well, yeah, at the end. But when he originally signed, you know, like you're going to be on a documentary, like that was misleading, but I probably wouldn't have read all the fine print and I'm sure he didn't either. But yeah, it is very funny, but I kind of have it like on in the background at night because it's like they're like 25 minute episodes and they go pretty quick. There are eight episodes total. Only six have been released. Um, but yeah, you should watch it, Jill. It'd be good to watch with someone. Have you uh, watched all six episodes that have been on? Yes. And some of the things that I just keep saying, this is so dumb and laughing at myself and like you would too, because some of these things like, how can he not know it's fake? And they, and I was listening to James Morrison on a podcast yesterday and he was saying like when it seemed like he was starting to catch on then they would do a day in court which is like six hours boring court shit that would be so boring that you'd be like how oh, could this God. be fake because why would we sit through six hours 
And I just want you to watch too from about the, the case itself and to hear about it. And um and in the case, it's a civil case, so is it's liable or not liable. And at the end, the guy is like defending himself because he fired his lawyer. And um he's like, I am not guilty of this crime. And the and the plaintiff's lawyer is like, objection. And the judge is like, It's it's liable or not liable. This is civil, it's not a crime. Thank you, Your Honor. Thank you. Yeah. So the and the the judge is played by Ike Barinholtz's dad. Oh, is he an actor or just so I guess sure. he was like a, a prosecutor for years and he started acting and stuff oh. like over the last few years and now he like wants to be an actor, is what James Morrison said. But I was looking at the IMDb and it said like Alan Barinholtz, and I didn't I just assumed they had the same last name. I didn't think they were actually right. related. But what's funny about this, so all the eleven people are actors, and I guess they're kind of known they do like groundlings and improv because a lot of it is improv. You just have to like act off of what happens or what this guy does. But we could never be Ronald because we would recognize these people. Like immediately one of the guys, I was like, I know that yes, guy. Yes, and yes. it's the boyfriend from Sex Lives of College Girls. And like they filmed this a few years ago. So maybe like that show hadn't been out yet. But I think this guy is just like, because he didn't recognize James Marsden at first. Um, and then once James Marsden like told him who he was, he like went home and Googled him and he's like, you're in so many of my favorite movies and like was talking to him about it. But the James Marsden part is so funny, but it's like obvious he's acting to me, but I don't know how I feel in that situation. But like it's some of the shit is so ridiculous that you're like, how does this guy not know that this is fake? Like when the the um, so they're not sequestered. They go home. At they are and... sequestered. Oh. But some of the shit is so stupid. Like they go to a Margaritaville because the bailiff says it's okay and they'll pay for it. I'm like, that would not happen if you were actually sequestered, would it? They they might take you to a restaurant, but I don't think they'd pay for it or like get like a uh, expense. Like well, a side note, bit. they don't pay for it because they said your lunch expense is only like $300 and the bill's $1,500. So they have to ask James Marsden to pay for it. <laughs> and he's in the bathroom. It's so stupid, but it's funny and it's cute. And the guy is like, in the first episode, I was kind of like, am I going to like this guy? He was talking about like family guy and he's wearing like a Rick and Morty shirt. And I'm like, is this guy just going to be like annoying white guy? But he is like so sweet and such a nice guy. And he has a corgi named Meatball in real life. And I wonder how he got chosen. I know. I guess like the the producers who did it, which it was some people from The Office, some people from Bad Trip, the Eric Andre movie where he does like a similar thing. And then um, yeah. one of the producers works with Sasha Baron Cohen a lot. So they're like familiar with, you know. For, like pranking people or how to do you. this yeah yeah and um they said they interviewed like multiple people and they chose this guy and i wonder if part of it was like we have to pick someone who's like the sweetest guy alive who like wouldn't get mad about anything and would like actually want to help these people because that's what marson said he's like i didn't want to do it if it was just going to be like a prank show and we're pulling one over this guy and like making him look stupid or feel bad like I wanted it to he's like I wanted to do it because of like all the improv stuff like you have a script with an outline and like stuff you want to happen but then like in the moment sometimes you have to pivot because like he might see a hidden camera that's behind you or like you right. might say something and he might be like are you all actors like you know he's like so it was like a very delicate dance so I don't even know if I really have much to say I just wanted to tell you a little bit about it I guess and that I watched it and um, tell others to watch it yeah because it'd be fun to talk about but what I wanted to ask you too is you brought to my life a little while ago a game that I think you heard from a Hollywood Reporter podcast about guessing someone's top four credits on IMDb. It's from the podcast that had Oscar buzz, not Say Hollywood that. Reported. Say this it again. had this had Oscar buzz. Okay, from the podcast, not Hollywood Report related. 
Okay. So we played this a few times, you and I, one time, I think during COVID, I was like sleeping at your house and we were laying in your bed together. But so as you folks may know, if you go on IMDb and look up an actor, they'll show you like four things that they are quote known for. And then you can click in and see everything. Jill, can you do James Marsden's for me? Which I think we might have even done him before we played this game. And I forget we did this. I think you could ask if they're films or TV. I, you know, I forget what the so question. You'll were. tell me off the bat if there's any TV. No TV. Is there any voice work like animated? No, I don't think. Okay. No. So then, after two wrong guesses, you're going to tell me the years that I don't have. Right. Okay. So. Okay. Um, the Notebook. No. Bachelorette. No. Okay, so now why would you is. think that that's what he's known for? Bachelor because I can't think, so I just wanted to get two wrong. Okay, dick. No, come on, think of one. Oh God, I mean, he's in everything, literally everything. I love him. Although now he's so believable as a dick. In Sonic. No. All right, the years are two thousand seven, two thousand, two thousand seven, and two thousand six. Oh wow. Yeah, busy guy. He is a busy guy. He's not at like wedding crashers or like any. Yeah. Um, also, you've definitely seen three out of four of these films, so that helps you. I'm really drawing a blank. This is terrible. I'm terrible at these games on the podcast. One of the things we most love him for is an iconic dance move. What is that from? Oh, hairspray. Okay, number one, hairspray. Number one, interesting. Not sugar and spice. Assuming no. I love that movie. See, these are the movies I know James Marsden in. Uh, okay, give me some other hints. The second one, you liked this movie and saw it, I think, in theaters and then brought it home and I watched it with you and you owned it on VHS. VHS? Yeah, because it came out in 2000. In the year 2000. I don't know. And this was kind of the start of his storyline of he doesn't get the girl, James Marsden. X-Men, really? bitch. Oh, X-Men. Oh, Cyclops, I forgot. And he talks a lot. Like, he mentions that, like, throughout the show to Ronald and stuff. Like, oh, X-Men. Have you Cyclops? <laughs> yeah. All right, number three. came out in 2007. I liked this movie and watched it a lot more than you, but you've seen it. Okay. He sings in it. <laughs> sings in it? Oh, um, 27 Dresses. No, <laughs> he sings in it. Betty Enchanted. I know. Oh, Enchanted. Think about what he's known for. All right, and last one. His Twenty Seven not- Dresses, not the other one. No, but I love that movie, and that did not come out in two thousand seven. That came out in two thousand eight because it was my freshman year of college. Um, this one you were not going to get. Two thousand six, Superman Returns. I didn't even know he's in this. This is when oh, Brandon Routh was Superman. Yeah, Kate Bosworth was Lois Lane, and he's Richard White. I'm very so disappointed no, in you. Yeah. I'm very disappointed in IMDb and I'm very disappointed in myself. But Hairspray, um, X-Men, L- X-Men, Enchanted, and Superman Returns. Superman. Mm-hmm. All right. I still feel like I have so many things to tell you, but one thing I wanted to mention to you quickly was a couple of weeks ago, um, there is a comedian named Josh Sharp. I don't know if you know him. I know about him because he's friends with Bowen Yang and Matt Rogers, and he's been on Lost Culturistas. He and um, Aaron Jackson, who's like his comedy partner, who I also love, they used to be on one of those um, Comedy Central po- political shows as like correspondents. I forget which one. 
but you probably watched not the it. Daily Show. No, it wasn't on not for Colbert. That long. No, it was like a white guy. I don't think it was on for that long. I think it was called like the Situation or something with anyway. Jordan. Um, what's his face? Jordan Kepler Klepper, who's oh. also on the Daily Show. Oh, maybe. Um, why can't I find it now? Anyway, so he did an event in New York a couple weeks ago for to raise money for a charity that I believe um, is for cancer research and or is for does complete. I don't know why this doesn't show up. And anyway, so Bowen and Matt performed as Sluck, which is just them in like cutoffs and underwear, lip syncing to songs and lip syncing to like scenes from movies. It's very funny. But when he made the flyer for the event, he put everyone's name and then put like a nickname. So it was like um, Guy in Gold, Justin Covington, um, Chucklefucker, Aaron Jackson, uh, the biggest whore in pop, Matt Rogers, uh, Difficult Childhood, <laughs> Bonnie Cunt. Like everyone had like a nickname, uh, which I thought was funny. But then at the final like flyer, Ego Wodum was coming to host. So he put her name. So everyone had a nickname. And then it just said, Ego Wodum, Ego Wodum, which I thought was so funny because she definitely would be like, no, no, no nickname. Like, I don't know if you've seen the skit where Chloe Fiveman's doing impressions of all of them. And she's like, oh, who haven't I done? Ego. And Ego just goes, pass. Like, don't even <laughs> try to impersonate me. And I just love her so much. And I just thought it was so appropriate that everyone had like these stupid nicknames like Hood Twig, Bonnie Cunt, Missing Twink. And she's just Ego Wodum. Ego Wodum. Ego for more. Ego Wodum. Love her so much. All right. Priyanka Chopra Jonas. So Priyanka Chopra Jonas is in a new movie coming out. It's called Love Again. The logline is a young woman tries to eat the pain of her fiance's death by sending a romantic text to his old cell phone number and forms a connection with the man the number has been reassigned to. So I became aware of this movie coming out because I was a come. A trailer came on TV and it was her and Nick Jonas. And I was like, oh, she's in a movie with Nick Jonas, her husband? That seems weird. Like, but whatever. So is Nick Jonas the dead is dead Beyonce? He's just like a side character, like someone she goes on a date on. And it's like funny. He's like very it's like, like a cameo. Feminine. Yeah, it's like a cameo. And like he's feminine, nor is like a skinny girl margarita. And like she's like, who's this guy? Whatever. Blah, blah. He was in an so SNL like cameo with Heidi Gardner and Molly Shannon. And I thought it was very funny. So. Yeah, I think he's good. But it was just like, oh, why they're in a movie together? I don't know. Anyway, so I dig a little deeper into this movie. Who's in this movie as like a cameo, but like acting? Celine Dion, because you wrote Celine. Celine Dion. Celine Dion is as herself, but like not singing, like not like they're at a Celine Dion concert. She is a person in this movie. Why? Because it's Priyanka's character, like an assistant to the stars? No, I don't have no idea, but she's like, in it in it like she's in it a lot and she is how not, do you know like, she's in it a character. lot do you know the the runtime yes i know the runtime no but i know that she's not just like a cameo um but i just thought that was really like a like she's priyanka's in this with her husband and celine dion is acting as herself i hope it like celine like there's some funny lines like celine gets like the you know yeah, content around her and like. But do we think she's gonna be good at acting? I don't know. She's playing herself. How bad can you be? Uh, I think pretty bad. 
Well, anyway, I'll be interested to see what this is about. I don't I feel think like that there's I'll another see it. movie recently I saw a trailer for, I think on YouTube, and it was about a woman whose I think husband dies overseas or that he goes missing. Philippa Zoo. Is it Pippa? It's Pippa and and her husband dies and then she like and she gets engaged to Simu Lu and then it turns out her husband's not dead and he comes back and she has to decide if she's gonna be with Simu Simu Lu or the other one. Also, Simu Liu, love. He's love been popping but up. I'm like, and this we is such a, I, this is so stupid. Like good for Philip for being a movie, but And it looked it seems like a lifetime movie, but I kinda wanna watch it. It's not like it's coming out in theaters. But this has like been done before. Oh, 100%. The story and same is with the time. text in the Priyanka Chopra. Like, that was probably, yes. like, an article of Love Line in New York Times or whoever does those modern love columns and then, like, you know what I mean, made this a movie. So it's just kind of funny that yes. that's, like, I don't know. That that's, yeah. I hope it does well for them. I hope Celine does well. Do you like Priyanka Chopra, Jonas? I have nothing, no reason not to. She's Who fine. would you rather hang out with, her or Tim Allen? Her. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying people we don't really have a lot of feelings about. I used to dislike her, but now I'm like, whatever. Why did you dislike her? Because she married a Jonas? I just, no, I just seemed very like at the beginning of the relationship or like when they got married, it just seemed so like ostentatious in the press. It made me be like, do you actually like each other? Or is this just like for the press and the articles? But they now- seem in love and they had a hard time having their baby. And, and now they have the a baby, baby girl. Had some hard times. Yeah, now she's good. And it's just funny. Nick has always seen, they always joke he's like, been an old man like since he was born and like four year old man and even though he's like you know the youngest of those three but older than Frankie that he was like you know the manager and in charge or whatever but so I just thought yeah, always their, their, their age difference age was kind gap. of like weird in the beginning that like she would want to be with him because he's so much younger than her she, I think he's a, I think he's 10 years younger than her or 11 so I think he's 93 but she was born in 82 He's born in 92. Yeah. So 10 years. Which, whatever. And the older I get, the Never, more yeah, I'm like, yeah. whatever. I'd fuck a 22-year-old right now. Am I right? But just He's kidding. not 22. No, but I'm thinking of 10 years my junior. Um, But yeah. But 30 to 40 is a, is a good gap. I guess, it's, no. what, I guess what it is for me, and this is stereotypical of me, is that I think it's- Men are usually older. Yes. And it's fine. Like if you're a woman, you want to date a younger man. But I find that men do mature more slowly than women intellectually yes. and in a lot of other ways. Yes. So like if you were to date someone 10 years younger than you, it's almost like they're 20 years younger than you on a, like an emotional right. intelligence level. So that's why it sometimes surprised me when women date much younger men, because I'd be like, I have no patience for that if they're yeah. an asshole. But maybe Nick Jonas isn't, you know. But so. you, you said he's an old soul. So yeah. But I still think he can be a dick. But I mean, he's my least favorite of the main three. Who can't? Not Kevin, Jonas, my sweet baby angel, or Joe and Sophie seem so fun and so in love still. And I love them so much. Everyone seems so fun. And Joe just seems like he's been killing Nick, out singing him on SNL and all these things. And I'm just like, I'm still Kevin number one forever. But I'm just like, I don't know. Joe's been really performing lately. Shout out to you, Jen. I know you're loving this because you love Joe. And just good for him. And they're very funny on TikTok lately. I've been doing TikToks with like people who are getting what big is TikToks. um DNC doing? Like he just decides not to have that band anymore, and those people don't have jobs. So I think two of the members of the band actually tour with Jonas Brothers now as their drummer and guitarist, and they're all still very friendly. And I think we're like in his wedding, and they they put out. I think they did an EP like last year or something. 
Um, okay. Just and Nick had that solo album. No, I, Joe is very well taking care of them. I'm sure. I think they get, you know, paid to go on the wrong. Yeah. They had a single in 2022, a couple, I think they put, yeah, like an EP out. Um, so yeah. And I'm sure they'll release music later on. That was funny on, um, when the Jonas Brothers were on James Corden forever ago and they played that game where it's like, tell the truth or eat something disgusting. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's called like spill your guts or fill your guts for those who care. And they asked Kevin, like, who would you rather listen to Nick Jonas solo album or DNCE? And like, he wasn't going to answer, but then he was like, DNCE. I was like, good for you, Kevin. Yeah. All right. So I'll quickly just touch on Ginny and Georgia. I finished the two seasons of the show that are available. And yeah, season two was better as I was promised by all my friends and, you know, compatriots. And um, yeah, towards the end, I was like really looking forward to watching it. And I was like, oh, I have an hour, but you know, before I have to go somewhere, let me pop into Ginny and Georgia. They are long. So that was kind of like a struggle. How long are they? An hour? Well, I feel like season one, they were like 45 minutes. And then some episodes towards the end of season two were like over an hour. And I was like, fuck, like I got to go walk this dog. You know, I can't, can't be sitting here watching this drama. But it's funny because like the mom is like, done some horrible things and the kids like find out and then it's like if that were to happen in real life it's like how do you I mean spoilers like come oh be okay with the fact that your mom straight up murdered someone and then you're just like Mm. and like season two is a lot about like the daughter Ginny being like is she okay with that and like what the fuck and like they give you like motives as to why the mom did it and like the guy seems like you know he was probably going to be a shithead but like I don't know. It's just like weird. It's like, oh, let me. And obviously it's a TV show. So you would never. Well, I'm sure some people, their parents murdered someone. Yeah. But it just seemed like crazy, like having to grapple with that as if that's like a normal thing that teens in high school deal with. Relatable. Like my mom straight up murdering people. But what I wanted to mention with the to you is in season two, this one actor plays the character of Gil, who's one of George's exes who comes uh, back to the show because he's out of jail now. It's all very dramatic. And I was like, this Great. guy looks so familiar. I know him from something. I look up his IMDb. I don't know anything he's in. Then like the next up, I just, I see him again. I'm like, I know I know this guy. And I was like, I know what he's from. He's from X-Men. He was the one that was like friends with Rogue. I think like Bobby that she was flirting with. And then like, you know. Oh, Sean, what's his name? Ashmore. He has a twin brother who he is has this a twin guy brother, in yes. Ginny and Georgia. And I'm like, that's why he's not an X-Men. His twin brother is. And that's why I didn't know anything yes. in his IMDb. And I'm like, Wow, the fact that they look that much alike that I legit thought, I was like, no, why is X-Men not as an IMDb? I know this guy was an X-Men. And the brother doesn't have that as many credits as Sean? I think so. But they both still look very good and young, like, because that movie came out in 2000 and like, you know, whatever. It was just so funny to me that I was like, I again, I'm on this, the other one's IMDb. His evil twin brother. (laughs) He is evil in the show. So yeah. And then- I'm immediately like I'm going through his credits I don't know anything and then I look at the bio and it says like he and his twin brother and I was like aha his twin must be an X-Men <laughs> I was just like so and same with some of these people in jury you were duty. convinced I'm like I know them from something and then I look at their IMDb and I don't know them and that's when I need you to tell me like what do I actually know them from because like it's driving me crazy um but it's funny because I remember previously about Chitty and Georgia you asked me like oh but I know any of the actors and I was like no <laughs> finally I was like oh we know this guy from X-Men it's not even him it's his twin brother what's his first name I can't remember I think it I want to okay say it doesn't like matter it doesn't matter Parker but anyway um so yeah finished in New Georgia and the season two ended on a cliffhanger so Netflix 
Oh. I, I think they already are bringing it back. And Netflix got to bring it back. Confirm, but if they don't, because you asked in a previous episode, you're like, are you going to get care about Glow in a few weeks that they didn't do it? And I am. Still do. And I'm still upset about it. And Melanie Linsky was on Lots Culturistas this morning and they were talking about Betty Gilpin and her new show. And I was like, oh, Betty, Glow. Well, you know, Netflix is really not doing well because they tried to do that live Love is... And love, the stock what, drop. What's it? Yeah, Love is yeah, Blind. What it, Love is Blind reunion and they never went live. Like they went live hours later and it was like all And Stephen A. Smith was tweeting about it? Yes. Yeah. But does he watch Love is Blind? I have no idea. I don't know. It was, it was big news. Netflix not performing. Sorry. Aaron Ashmore, brother to Sean. They look Aaron and Sean. exactly the same. Because they're twins. Yeah. I don't know where the camera's. Um, okay. So yeah, that's it, Junior Georgia. I liked it. And now that it's over, I'm like, what do I watch? This is what always happens when something ends. I'm like, do I start succession? <laughs> yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I'm watching RuPaul's Drag Race from season one and Jerry Duty. Do it. And those are my nights. Um, okay, you put Blink Coachella on the rundown. What did you want to say? I really I really just wanted to let you go off. Um, so Coachella happened this past weekend and it's happening this upcoming weekend. It seems more muted than other years, or just I'm aged out of it. It's not prevalent on my timeline, or I don't hear that much about it. Anyway, so the Sunday night um Blink performed, and you could go more into how publicized it was i think it was kind of a surprise but it was live streamed on youtube and i was in a group chat text chain with you and our other sister i kept trying to text her on the side so you wouldn't have to deal with us but then it would come it was back. fine but the two of you were like dancing and crying via text you were so emotional and so happy and i was, I was drunk in the bathtub to defend myself I'd had a you couple- don't have to defend yourself. This is yeah. not a, an outing of you. This is saying I'm happy that you guys had this thing, but I was just a witness to it, how yeah. obsessed you guys were. And I just wanted to let you go off. What your thoughts? I have many. I this mean, this is the first time they've performed since when? Um, 2011? Okay. I think. 12 years. Oh, I don't know if that's right. Um, but yeah, my thoughts are... <laughs> Obviously, I did enjoy it, but I I don't think I was as hyperbolic as Caitlin was and some other people <laughs> about it. Like, because I love them. They're my favorite band of all time. I'm very happy they're back together. Tom DeLonge is such a complicated person to me. <laughs> and I knew he was going to sound like shit because he always does. So it's funny to me, people being like, he sounds like shit. I'm like, that's part of it. Like, that's part of why you love it. The one thing. Where are you? In my head, you know, the whole, but even yeah. like. He's the last years, all he does is talk and still record albums and do drugs. Like, of course, he's going to sound like shit. Um, well, that's kind of weird. And Matt Rogers actually talked about this on Lost Culturistas today because he was at Coachella. He's like, I felt like a oh. lot of their in-between song banter was like, oh, we couldn't. The things we used to say, we couldn't say now we get canceled or like still a lot of jokes about like eating your mom and fucking your mom. And they seemed almost like nostalgic for the past and they could get away with it. And he's like, they didn't say anything overtly homophobic, but it felt homophobic. And all, like a crowd was a lot of straight guys being like, yeah, you're going to see Blink, miss you. And like, which is funny because I was saying to you watching the live stream, it seemed like the crowd wasn't that into it. It was just a bunch of young right. kids and was like, who the fuck are these old guys? Like, you know, right. but I guess that there was a mixture of people. And I will say, I will defend Mark Hoppus till the day that I die. I think he's a very good person. I don't think he's problematic in any way. I don't. I mean, and whatever. we only want the best for him. Yeah, spiritually, emotionally, medically, 
Yes, everything, all the things. I'm very happy he's in the position he is. He seems like just a nice, normal person and who is very funny and you know, obviously talented. I feel like he wasn't really pushing the inappropriate jokes. I think Tom was. And I think Tom is the oh. one who wants to say, and they used to say shit like, yeah, put my finger in your butt and like, oh, boobies, I'm going to go have sex with the crowd, which are problematic now because of consent, you know? And yeah. I do feel like Tom was like pushing that envelope a little. So don't appreciate Matt Rogers lumping Mark and Travis into that because. And Travis doesn't speak. I feel like. No, like he doesn't. Sometimes they'll bring the mic back and they'll be like, Travis, how are you feeling? And he'll be like, great. You know, but he doesn't like talk. Um, so I was very happy, but it was just fine. Like, I mean, when I see them, I'm sure I'll have a great time. I'll cry. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll when are it. you seeing them or is it delayed I, because of Travis's injury? It is now no, not delayed. We thought it might be, but they're, they're back. They only had to reschedule dates. Um, I think in like Mexico and Brazil, which sucks for them, but I think they are going to make it up for those. Make them up. Yeah. Dates. Um, so May 21st, the day after I may run a marathon or a half marathon. And that is when it is. This is a great okay. well, summer for you. Of, of concerts for me. It already kicked off with Lewis. This week, uh, tomorrow I'm going to My Fair Lady. Friday I'm going to see Allie and AJ. And Saturday I'm going to see the summer oh. set. So I'm just popping wow. popping off. And then I got yellow card. I got the main and the take summer of Ryan. Sunday. And I was like, is it because like all the shows are canceled because of COVID? And now it's like they're coming back. But Maybe. I think a, part of it too is like, all the albums I loved growing up are now like 20 year anniversary of Ocean I was going to say, it's a lot of card. nostalgia tours. Yeah. And you know who's like playing with Yellow Card? Story of the Year. And then Kayla and I oh. are going to see All American Rejects, The Starting Line, and um, fuck, like the Get Up Kids. It's like, you know, just, it's just funny. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm going to live my best life. Ryan, this is your youth. Yeah. I don't, I'm, I'm unencumbered. I don't have kids. I'm going to go over to shows and do whatever I want. Yeah. Good for you. I will say my other main thought about like 82 right now, I'm over Courtney and Travis. I don't think I like her. Like I always, and you don't fun. even watch the show. No. And I'm not an anti Kardashian person. Like, Oh, they ruin everything. But like, I do feel like now they've seeped into like every corner of my life. And I'm like, get, Courtney, get the fuck out of here. Like, and I'm going to be the person. I'm like, can Ryan. you sing five Blink-182 songs? Like you're at the she show. Cannot. Like this is my first Blink-182 concert. I'm like, whatever. I guess they're in love, but. You know who deserves to be side stage? A fan who actually cares about it, Courtney. Get the fuck out of here. And Tom's new wife. Like, you know, I don't know. Sky hop this. You can be there forever. I love you. And I love your family. But I don't know. I'm just over them. Like, I don't, if you're that in love, do you have to post pictures of you, like, jumping on each other on Instagram every day? Like, you're I in so. your 40s, 50s. Like, Travis Barker's born in 1975. Like, he's going to be 50 in two years. Like, come on now. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I'm, no, I'm happy they're happy. I hope that way. Yeah, they're happy. But it, it seems I hope good weird. Things. I hope too. she's good for him. But yeah, it's weird. Be- because she always seemed very like reserved and like she wasn't into people. And now like he's the great love of her life or whatever. He's also like, I don't trust him of like, so love. this is his third marriage. Like, yeah, you know, he's kind of known for doing this like public display. They're, they're both not um, romantically responsible. Also, do you think that they're going to have kids? I know on the show they were trying to do both right. regular and in vitro, and it didn't seem like either was working. So I don't know. Which it's like, I guess, fine, do what you want. But like, they both have three kids who are older. And like, do you want to have a baby right now? <laughs> like, I don't know. I guess. I don't know. But Charlize, anyway. Charlize Theron. To each their own. <laughs> yes. All right. I'll- okay. You want to talk about the Survivor? 
I'll touch on it later. But uh, what I wanted to talk about first was I, I was watching season two, episode two of Gilmore Girls last night. Um, and I have thoughts that I want to share with you. One was, please, Lor- Lorelai comes down with the veil made out of newspaper. And then like Rory's reading it. And she's like, are you reading me? And the line where I read is like, Putin arms race heats up like this is getting out of control. And I'm like, oh, how prescient, you know, how but that prescient. was the headline whenever that came 2004 yeah. like you know what i mean so i thought that was probably funny. earlier than that probably 2000 because season one was 1999 i don't they so. started the same as as west wing okay i feel like when i used to have okay. the dvd box set at season two and three it was always like 2003 2004 but whatever um okay. something that vexes me is like lorelei's engaged to max and they break up and then you know that episode is like them going to harvard you know and uh, driving portsmouth what annoys me and i don't know if it's because the actor wasn't available who played max why didn't we get the breakup phone call on film because i find in life breaking up with someone or even like if you've been on a few dates you don't want to see them anymore the worst thing my least favorite thing to do i hate doing it it's like horrible and i can only imagine doing that to someone you're engaged to while they're in like quote california teaching you to do it over the phone i'm annoyed that we don't get the scene of laura like breaking up with max and it's just like her waking up rory and being like get up we're going on a trip and she's like it's over and then she's like i guess she says like i talked to him or something but like we don't get that it's annoying i think it's probably a they didn't want to pay him for a day or lines and also it's maybe it's you creatively they wanted to leave it up to you so you never know why exactly she tells him they're not getting married or how it's done they want you to be like oh why would Lorelai break up that engagement that seems weird like what is she so you know anti, but I want you know? her to see her do it because <laughs> it's so hard to do <laughs> you can't always get what you want you have to talk to Amy Sherman Palladino. She's I will. busy now. That's what actually I might start. Maisel. You should, Ryan. Is it's the so last good. season, which is what I wanted to ask this you. Is the that's last why season. all these the people first... are coming for cameos. Yeah. The, well, they all of Amy, you know, she's like um yeah, she keeps trying to rhymes. Like she uses Or like all Gary the same Marshall people. and Hector Hilsondo. Yes. So here. like like Paris, Lisa Wiles is in it. Season Lisa two, Wheel. I think. Lisa she was Wheel, born on June fifth. Uh, Milo Ventimiglia, uh, Kelly Bishop, all these Gilmore Girls people have been in. Um, Bootsy, R.I.P. He is a very is he dead? Powerful... Yeah, he died in real life. Maisel then killed him on the show. They had a real emotional thing. Bootsy, yeah. the one who owned the magazine stand and always fought with Lou? Yeah. With the poster. Yeah. You know who she'd probably have on if he was alive? Richard Herman. I know. Uh, Max Medina was on, is on right now. He's the editor of The Village Voice. Um, um, but yeah, I would recommend you start Maisel. The first two seasons yeah. are like great, and then it kind of falls off, but it's still good. But now, and what season are we in now? Five. And this is the last one. This is the last one. Yeah, she's so hot. She, her and Alex Borstein did yeah. a shoot for was it Entertainment Weekly, and they dressed up it as was like famous Weekly. duos. One of them I didn't know, and I need you to tell me what it was because it was, was like it Lucy- married Tyler Moore. Maybe because I knew Lucy Nethel, I knew Laverne and Shirley. Um, and I think there were two more. One I knew, and then one I did it, and I was like, "What is, is this? Just them?" <laughs> like, but it was I think obviously it was Mary and Rhoda. Okay, maybe that's I'm the Mary. I'm the um, Mary. My other Gilmore Girls question for you is: If Jess never came to town, do we think Rory and Dean would have stayed together a forever, or at least for longer? Because I'm in the episode, you know, she's going to build the house beginning of season two and he's so obsessed with her and she's clearly obsessed. No, with yeah, him I think too. she gets annoyed with him. I don't think they would have stayed together. 
Maybe longer, but not forever. I don't know, but then obviously she goes back to him. We all know season four, yeah. the best season. But um, I was just like, what would have happened if Jess never came to town? Would she have, you know, because she was so in love with him. So in love. I don't know why he was so fucking annoying, but she's so fucking annoying. Yeah, but yeah, Dean was getting annoying. He was starting to annoy her, so. He's in the Dean and the love and the Rory and the cookies. And the cookies. Yeah, so Survivor, okay. what are your thoughts about the season so far? We're like midway through? Um, five, six, yeah, we're, in? we're past the merge. Yeah. And um, I forget that they the first... have to name the own, their own tribe. And I kind of thought it was yeah. funny that Jam Jam just did Vava, which means 44, but I'm like, I would obviously want to name it something so dumb, but I feel like it has to like go through approval. But I'd be like, uh, Jeff, you just tell us what we're called. It's 2023. Right, yeah. I'm not sitting, although what else like is there to fucking do on that island, I guess? I feel like some seasons they have just named it. So like their buffs already had the name on it. Well, as so. in Boston, Rob, they named it after his daughter or her stuffed animal or something. Yeah. And yeah. he like made it this elaborate story that it was like a Fijian god or something. Yeah. Um, I think it's fine. There've been some good episodes. You know, it doesn't really start heating up till the end. So and why? So I almost was like, do I need to watch? Because you're more invested, and the the betrayals are so much more because these people have been together for longer. The blind sides are better. Yeah, but now there's yeah, like I still don't even know all the people, and they're like, oh, this guy right. Kane. I was like, who the fuck is this? And Heidi, and I'm like, who are these people? I know a lot of them. I don't know their names, but I know who they are. Yeah. Well, that that kind of leads me into my superlative cue to you, which is yes. if you could compete on any reality television show or be on it, competition or non, which one would you choose to be? Justin Long asked a similar question on his podcast because he asked, which game show would you want to do? And I assume he means like Jeopardy, The Feud, Wheel yeah. of Fortune. But I was like, does that include like Survivor and the Challenge, an amazing race. Yeah, <laughs> I'd probably do like old school the challenge because it wasn't as like crossfitty. But yeah, I couldn't do amazing race because I would just the person that I was with, we would end up hating each other. And but I could do you, if you had to bring me, dad, or Colin as your partner on the amazing race, who would you bring? Maybe Colin, because we're just like so used to each other's like annoyances. Like yeah. Maybe even dad, too. Like, you and I, I think, would have, like, serious fights and it wouldn't be good. Really? Um, well, I would just yeah, leave you. Like, I'd be like, it's not that important to me to win. If like, yeah, you would end it. Right. Me, so yeah. I'm going to walk away. But I'm competitive, too. So who knows? Like, Colin also, that is I my would, worst like, nightmare. Fights. It's like traveling around the world and not knowing where you are and, like, what money you have. And, like, I'm like, no, not an environment I would thrive in. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah. What I couldn't you... do Survivor either because I need like sunblock. I hate bugs and I get bitten like a crazy person. I imagine they get so. Yeah, I would say like no, all those people you see that like Jam Jam's legs were like bit up. It's gross. Anyway, oh, uh, you sunblock. No, remember Cochran had that really bad sunburn on that his one year? feet. But I just thought he didn't do his feet and like, but he like he missed them because a lot of people do that in real life. You got to put it on your ears and your feet. Don't forget and your scalp and your scalp. Yep. Um, yeah, I would say like old school because I wouldn't do like Fear Factor and eat bugs and crap. Old school challenge before it got crossfitty. That's what I would do. Okay. What would you do? The challenge. Yeah. Same. Even but today? Like, yeah. Although I couldn't the challenge do it of today where it's because like because of the mental again, because you're in a foreign country and you don't have like any yeah. of your comforts and routine. And, like, you can't even have, like, a book. Like, I would just need something to distract me if I was, like, anxious and out of my mind. But yeah. um, I think I like to bring your drugs, so I don't know. 
but yeah, I would love to be on the challenge, uh, you know, and, and start shit and like, you know, do my little interview clips and be like, Johnny Bananas is really being a fucking dick right now. And I just want him to go to bed. And like, he's just fucking that girl for money or whatever. Uh, would love to. But I also would hate it because I'd be like, I have to sleep in a bunk bedroom with four other people and they can't, they won't leave me yeah. alone. And I want to murder everyone. What about, would you do the voice to go see Niall? This is the voice. No, I don't want to see. I would do RuPaul's Drag Race. But I'm nowhere near prepared. Like, you need all that skill and outfits and talent. Yeah, you better learn how to sew. You better work. All right. Do you have a, a post for me? Because I skipped your post yeah. to go into my superlative. It's fine. The New York Post Marissa segment, again, not that fun because what happened 10 years ago this week? Titanic. The marathon bombing. Uh, so 10 years ago. Yeah. That's insane. So the top is a picture of the NBA playoff special with Carmelo Anthony. And I forget this guy's name oh, who's Carmella. on the, the Nets. But the bottom is a picture of the brothers and it says FBI hunts these suspects in Boston terror. What's the headline? Marathon hunt. Wanted. Oh, stupid. But interesting enough. So I was going around the covers this week because mm-hmm. I remembered there was a cover that, um, like pointed to two men who were not at all responsible and were not the FBI the didn't brothers? suspect them. No, p- two just men at the marathon and they put okay. their picture on the cover of the New York Post and said, Fed seek these two. And oh. they're not. They're just Oh, yeah. so it's just like a was- snafu? Right. And then I like, remember they of- got the footage from the Lord and Ta- Taylor camera, right? Or that was like yeah. one of the sources. Cause I remember being one I'm like, them, I know yeah. exactly where that camera is. Although that Lord and Taylor then- I don't think is there anymore. No. Um, and but then it became a big thing because like Twitter and Reddit was so starting then that like yeah. people were like I okay I'm gonna find these people on social media and these guys weren't even responsible they were just at the marathon like I think one was a runner like yeah. so I remember the post I was like did oh, they I have hats on post. yeah, I th- yeah. Th- and the brothers did I, too didn't they I feel like it was like two guys yeah. with hats and you couldn't really see the photo of, like what they looked like but yeah I don't really want to talk about that much <laughs> yeah I, I could tell <laughs> all right um your uh kevin bacon this week and i did it in the shower the other night so you can do it is of course rupaul you better work oh 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 rue and and rue is in more things than because i obviously thought of one clear movie and that's where i went but and i'm thinking of one clear movie yeah and gary cole because been in other things um too okay well i'm thinking rue in the brady bunch movie yeah obviously i'm and, and she's in the sequel. Gary- Thanks, Mrs. Cummings. <laughs> I should put that and clip online I'm- that I sent you the other day. Jan, come back yeah. when you're pregnant. And girl, you better work. You better work. Uh, I'm thinking Gary Cole, who plays Mike Brady, because he's in literally everything. Love him um, also. Love him. He's in, in one of my favorite too. films of all time. The one I saw the most Office in movie theaters. Oh. School I feel shocked, God, no. Cotton. Oh, yes, Dodge he is Ball. in Dodgeball. He's Cotton McKnight. Um, so yeah, so we could do a lot with that. So let, I hate, I feel a pressure. I wish like we could stop and come back because I want to take a lot of time thinking about this. Do your thing Uh, on the runway. runway. Um, Oh, Jill, we have 74 cents pending in our ad account. (laughs) (laughs) What are we going to spend? We got to set up Eleanor's college fund, girl. Three quarter waters. Oh, I was craving a quarter water so bad the other day. But anyway, think. Oh, wait. 
I'm thinking, I'm thinking Gary Cole, Gary Cole's in Dodgeball, Gary Cole's in Office Space, Stephen Root's in Office Space, Stephen Root's in a lot too. Um, Ron Livingston's in a, a lot. Um, films though. Uh, well, we could do this very stupidly, but I, you obviously could do it better. But um, RuPaul is in Brady Bunch with Gary Cole. Gary Cole is in Office Space with Ron Livingston. Ron Livingston is in Game Change, which is an HBO movie about Sarah Palin. Um, and Ed Harris is in that. Ed Harris is in Apollo 13 with Kevin Bacon. Gary Cole's in Office Space with Jennifer Aniston, who's in Picture Perfect with Kevin Bacon. Oh, stop. <laughs> I can't always forget about Picture Perfect. I always forget about Jennifer Aniston, which is and shocking. And how, how I did it was RuPaul is in Brady Bunch movie with Christine Taylor or Gary Cole, who are both in Dodgeball. Interesting. In Dodgeball. And yep. Vince Vaughn is in Dodgeball, who's in The Breakup with Jennifer Aniston, who's in Picture Perfect with Kevin Bacon, is how I ended up getting there. But you could shorten it by just doing Gary Cole Office Space. Also, RuPaul's in Tu Wong Fu, so we could have did Swayze oh. or Snipes or um, Leguizamo. Leguizamo. Like, like, or Aunt Robin Williams. Like, so many people or are Stalker in that Or Stalker Channing. Oh, yeah, Stockard. She's like, yeah. So, and uh, what's his face? Is it? I a- forgot oh, Robin you know, Williams. You could do RuPaul is in Tu Wong Fu with Chris Penn, who's in Footloose with Kevin Bacon. Was it right? Chris Penn is the police officer. I think that pulls Chris back. Penn is the police officer. My favorite officer, line. Yeah. You know what you career girls want? Careers. I love you, Patrick. <laughs> I wish you weren't dead. I miss you so much. Um, well done. You could do this yeah. as well as I can, Ryan. Kevin you better Bacon. work. Well, I had to look up. I just did from you know Brady Bunch movie, and then I, I was googling. Isn't RuPaul. that funny? How like we'll always associate RuPaul with the Brady Bunch movie, and probably no one else will. But like, there's just some people you will people always associate do. with something. You watch when you grew up. Clark is grilling like, me right now. The Brady Bunch movie is a terrible movie, but we Shut, it in our so hearts. good. I remember one day at work, I was trying to explain to Ashley about George Glass when I was working at my <gasps> last job because she always talked about, like she's been with her boyfriend forever, her fiance. So we used to joke like he wasn't real. And I'm like, oh, he's George Glass. And I'd explain that all to her. And then I'm just watching clips of that at my desk, like crying, laughing. And everyone, <laughs> everyone else is doing work. I was like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh my God, this movie's too funny. And then I watched the whole movie that night and I was like dying. And then every day at work. I look up who wrote and directed it. Yeah, I would go to my friend Ryan and say, it's a new thing called women's lib. It means women get anything they want. <laughs> Marsha says to Greg. Christine Taylor is so good in that as Marsha. And um, it's written by Sherwood Schwartz, Loris, Larice Elwani, and Rick Kopp, directed by Betty Thomas, a woman. Good for her. Also, to me, like, obviously, that's the Brady Brunch we grew up with, not the actual show. So when oh, I stop, it was directed by Betty Thomas, who is Venda Velda Plender in True Beverly Hills. Which one's Velda? Which one is that? The, the, the mom of the rival Girl Scout troop. Oh, we should watch that. Maybe that'll be our <laughs> underrated watch. Or ladybugs. Yeah. I got to add that to the list because I, like I said, whenever I play soccer now and someone's peak beat, I just say, get those nail breakers. <laughs> those nail breakers. But yeah, I don't think of like the Brady Bunch as like whatever the 60s, 70s, no. whenever I like to me, Marsha Brady is Kristen Taylor. To me, you know, Papa Brady is Gary Cole. Like Shelly Long is Mrs. Brady. Yeah, exactly. Like, and they're so perfect. Like the casting is perfect. Whoever, oh my God, you know, perfect. Match them to Genius. the original. And cast RuPaul. <laughs> you better work. And Marla Skokoloff. See you on the seesaw, Cindy. Oh, She's I was thinking of um, the best friend, Alana, or back oh, or whatever, yes, who's in yes. Legally Blonde and in everything, who I love so much too. And, and uh, girl, look what you've done to me. 
Anyway, go watch the Brady Bunch movie and a very Brady sequel. <laughs> if you could only keep one, Jill, what would you keep? No, the first one. The first. Okay, one. good. Because sometimes you're a sequel queen, Wayne's World 2. Yeah, um, I love Wayne's World 2. I, I prefer Wayne's World 1. Okay. Well. Thank you for another stimulating week. Yeah, every, everyone, uh, you know, keep up with that chatter about the Brady Bunch and all other dumb things I discussed. And RuPaul and Drag Race. Yeah, although RuPaul kind of annoys me. And I really don't like Michelle Visage. And she's one of the judges. She really fucking annoys me. And she thinks she's better than everyone. And she was shitty to sugar and spice behind closed doors. Okay. Close on that note. Okay, let me go walk this dog. Thank you for your service. No problem. See you then. See you then.